0: Hello, my fellow ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti financial advisor. Welcome to the show. for you that, that works so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom of cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now. So you can live that life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about getting rich. It's about living a rich life because as you are blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those around you. And that's exactly what we're here to do on the show today to create that ripple effect in your lives. Thank you for allowing me to be able to create that ripple effect through you guys. As you've been tuning in, you've been binging, you've been sharing it with others, and allowing this movement to grow bigger and bigger each day. Thank you so much for being a part of this. As a reminder, if you haven't done so already, go to our website, MoneyRipples.com. Take our passive income calculator. Figure out how much income you could create in the next 12 months. But I'm going to give you a little warning here. Even if you put the numbers in, it doesn't change your life, right? What changes your life is what you do afterwards. But It's definitely a really cool tool to try out. I'm really curious to see how big those numbers are. I've had some people have a few thousands, some people have had hundreds of thousands of dollars. Question is, what's your number? So check that out today. Are you an alternative investor who's super heavy in real estate? Maybe you have Airbnbs and single and multifamily properties, and you're looking for another cash flowing asset that would produce tax advantage and build equity. Well, my name is Kim Daly and I'm a franchise consultant. I've created a free 30-minute webinar on creating wealth through franchise ownership. If you are looking for the opportunity to leverage your talents, your money, your skill, and build equity and tax advantage, a franchise could be the next opportunity for you. Register for my free webinar at thedailycoach.com. That's the D-A-L-Y coach.com. All right, guys. So I brought on one of my mentors, somebody who's actually helped money ripples create a bigger ripple effect. And in fact, almost all the expansion we've done lately has been because of this man that we're talking to here today. And so really excited to be able to bring on Gary Harper today. Now, Gary, he owns companies like Sharper Everything. (laughs) They got lots of subsidiary companies. He's got his new company, Rise, we're going to talk about today. But specifically what he's helped me do, and I know it can help many of you, especially those that are business owners, he's been like the number one guy in the real estate space. I mean, somebody who really helps if you ever read the books, Traction. I mean, he really gets that EOS type of system implemented in people's lives. I know it's changed my life and what we've done in our company as well, allowing us to be able to grow, get the right personnel, but also just to be able to make this something more manageable. And so that's really what I want to pick Gary's brain about today is really understand like what he's teaching now, what he's seeing, especially with businesses, because man, this might be the best time, especially when everybody else is kind of freaking out in the world, this might be the best time to get your business growing. So Gary, welcome to our show today. Thank you for having me, man. And what an honor to be on a show like this, Touch
1: Moving People. And Chris, obviously, we're very proud of you and what you do and your heart for wanting to give back and help other people. So I think it's one of the things that connected with you immediately on. It's not only your story and your ability to rise up again, was also to... And that's one of the, I couldn't wait to tell you this on the show, but it's one of the inspiring reasons why I called the curriculum or we have now Rise Up is because people like you that literally rose up again from nothing and had to reinvent themselves. And so it has a personal meaning to me because I had to rise up at one point out of my ashes. And it's really inspiring to see your story in that. So to be on your show is very much an honor.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's cool to, have, to see how things progress, isn't it? I mean, it's always fun because we all have our own stories. And I know you have yours. Tell us more about your story and just how you came to be at this point.
1: Yeah. So I started off in corporate America at a young age. I was a janitor, got kicked out of school at a young age, and then I uh, found myself in corporate America at an entry-level position. I was able to work myself up to a, an executive in a, a Fortune 500 company. And through that, I learned a lot about like how to build a business and how to build processes and systems and structure and hiring and leadership and engagement and brand and sales and all the things business. And I was part of a company that had a division that was for Fortune 500 companies and helping them in their business systems and processes. And so I was able to grow in that and work my way up. And then I got into real estate in 2004 for while time, I learned a lot of lessons, a lot of painful lessons as we all did in 2008. Mm-hmm. And it crippled me. I actually lost everything in real estate in that time. And so I was pretty determined never to touch another real estate transaction again in my life. I was licking my wounds for sure and said, I'm just going to focus on what I've been good at, which was corporate America. But God had a different plan. I got bit by a tick, came down with Lyme's disease. And a lot of people will know my story. And if you don't, I went back to a five-year-old mental state for a very long period of time, like six to eight months. And I had to end up walking away from my corporate job. I wasn't able to perform it anymore. Uh, It wasn't until after that happened and regaining my strength and mental clarity and actually healing from it that I went back into real estate because it was the one thing that I could fall back on and make money. And me and my brother-in-law, Wayne Schaefer, partnered up together. And really real estate partner, he mentored me. like He just poured into Mm me, helped me understand, and then treated me like a partner. But boy, it was more one-sided than the other. I didn't have much to offer him other than like learning and being able to apply hard work to it. But over the time, I was able to take my knowledge of corporate America and building systems and processes and bring that component to the business. And we were able to scale that company to over 300 deals one year and and helping that business grow. And then we joined places like Collective Genius and just connections really opened the door for me. And I just went on to being asked to help other people with their businesses. And so it's about seven years ago now that we helped another company And they grew and weren't planning on actually doing this. I think where a lot of the great things are born is sometimes they're not intentional, right? There's, Mm -hmm. you feel it, you find a need, you feel a need, and then that the need continues to ask for more, right? And so that's where we found ourselves. Now, fast forward seven years later, I think we've worked with over 1,500 businesses now. And in the last seven years, it's been a blessing. I've been honored to do it. I'm very humbled every day by it. And I never take it for granted. I never take the opportunity to speak to people or be hired by people like you, Chris, as, as a for granted thing. I take it very, very personal to some degree because I want to be I want to be invested with people. I want to see people to grow properly. And so there we are seven years later. And we're hoping many businesses now. The average three to five businesses new a week that we are able to work with right now with multiple coaches. And so that's
0: where we are. And that's what brought us to this journey today. That's excellent. Oh, I love hearing about that. Well, I wasn't going to ask this question, but this kind of popped in my head here because I know you worked with hundreds of real estate investors, right? And it's no secret that some of these real estate investors really have been battling with the market change, especially in 2022. I know some are doing okay in 2023 or they've come back. How has your systems, how have they worked with some of these businesses? Has it helped them navigate and pivot faster or what's happened in, in your opinion of what you're seeing from your outside perspective?
1: Wow, great question. The teams that we worked with, going into 2022, because we were driving them down from their purpose into their profits, into their performance, and then down into their profit or their process, they mm-hmm. were able to see the process shifting prior to it affecting the profits, right? Yeah. Because the cash conversion cycle goes from process to profits. And mm-hmm. so profit is a very much a lag effect. So, where you get guys talking like I'm struggling, it's already so far downstream at that point that you're yeah. going to be in the thick of it, right? And the key to a market shift is seeing the change happen in the process before it affects profits. And so working with the teams we worked with in 2022, the ones, I'm going to be transparent here because I don't think that everybody we touch turns to gold either. There are yeah. clients that were like, your process is breaking. And they're like, but we're mm-hmm. still making money. i like, I get that. But your process mm-hmm. is breaking. And if we don't fix it, you're not going to be making money at the end of this cash remodeling cycle. Yeah, and it's hard, Chris. It's hard for some visionaries to make structural changes when the money's still coming in. They're scared. They're mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man. This is probably it could be temporal. Like, what if we change too much? What if we change too fast, and it mm-hmm. affects us? I'm like, but it's gonna affect you if you don't because you're not gonna have the profits on the at the end. And some of yeah. those companies struggled when they didn't listen, when they didn't heed that call, and they didn't make the adjustments properly, or they waited. I had some of them still do it and they waited, so they still went through the suffering period and then lift out again. Where there are others, I think of one in particular, one of our bigger clients in San Diego, who started seeing it in March, we saw it with them and they made the variety of adjustments. And they had a very, very small dip. And even with that, they still dipped. So, like when you go through a market shift, you're gonna feel it. I don't care how great a pre- preparation or forecasting you are. They still felt it. The key to it was they didn't feel it for long. And They were thriving again after they made the adjustments. The innovator of the company, what I call the innovator, it's not just a visionary. Visionaries are like they see it once it's created. They can see where it can Mm be. Innovators create it when it's not seen. The innovators tend to do a little better because they can see what's not there versus a visionary and needs somebody else to show them the way and then create something better from it. And so in 2022, going into 2023, I said, this is the year of the innovator. Mm -hmm. The person innovates or product is going to stand out above the person who has great vision from the innovation. So true. So, that's what, so whether, if you're an innovator, you already saw it coming, you jumped ahead of it. You saw your process, you adjusted. If you're a visionary, you've waited for somebody else to see, fix it. And now you're trying to improve on it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing guys that are sitting back going, all right, somebody show us the way, show us the way, show us the way. And then what tends to happen with visionaries, as soon as they see the way they will improve it and make it better. But in, only an innovator can see it before.
0: That's right. So, Yeah, it's the way, best way to stay cutting edge and pivot the fastest versus waiting for all the signals to happen. And usually if you wait for the signals, it's too late.
1: Yeah. And business owners struggle with being in their business because there's so much teaching that don't work on it than in it. But the truth is you still need a lifeline to the inside of your business that tells you when to come back in. I always liken it to like you're swimming, you have that lifeline. And if you get too far away, you just kind of pull on it and they know and they can drag you back in. Kind of the mm-hmm. same thing with our business. We got to have those lifelines that we can tug on, or somebody can tug on and let us know that we're needed again. And that key process indicator is one of those lifelines that say, "Hey, I'm not working anymore. My process is broke. Like I need you to come and fix it." Which is why research and development is owned by that visionary innovator because they need to stay on the cutting edge so they can innovate the process when nobody can fix it.
0: Definitely, absolutely. Yeah. How do people do that? Like in the real estate investing world, like how do they? do their own R&D and that kind of thing?
1: Well, I mean, connections. I always tell people four reasons we fail to grow. Number one is fear. Two, like I said earlier, people are too scared to change because they were making money and they didn't want to like, hurt the business with group change, right? They didn't want to make preemptive change. Mindset like they don't let go, they don't they stay too far in their businesses, they don't actually empower others. But number three is connections, research and development shows up big time in connections. We've been a part of collective genius together, that's mm-hmm. a great place, great source of place to go in research and develop to some degree. A business coach like Sharper uh, allows for that as well because I'm in five to seven offices a week, right? I'm with a guy today, right. and I'm going like, to tomorrow for the next two days, and then I'm in Tampa, Florida on Thursday and Friday. Like I was in five locations last week. Like, so I'm seeing innovation, I'm seeing things that are happening before maybe other people are. So that's a form of research and develop, right? So listen to podcast, money ripples, like being on here, like one of the best ways of research and develop is to bring it right to your earphones, right? And have people like yourself who are going out and seeing who's the experts and subject matter experts in the industry and bringing them in so you can see research and development. So connection, pivotal for research and
0: development. Totally agree with that. Now, one thing you mentioned before we went on the air that really piqued my interest is that even from the things you've taught, and you taught me a lot of great things, you've kind of revamped your education and training too. And it sounds like that's kind of what RISE is about. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, RISE stands for Resources, Inspiration, Systems, and Engagement. And so when you talk about a business growing to its 100%, like everybody wants to grow to its 100%, we call it business maturity. That doesn't always mean that a company is going to be a Fortune 500 company. Sometimes it's a small mom and pop's company. that guy grows to its 100%, 100% being the purpose of the organization. Like, what do you want to achieve? What do you want to be remembered for? So that could be granular, could be small, right? So whatever that is. But in order to reach that business maturity, we go through quadrants of business, which is the first one is like the resource quadrant, right? That's a quadrant in which we're getting started. We're trying to identify time, money, and people. Right, mm-hmm. and then once we have time, money, and people, then we have to grow into the inspiration quadrant. We have to inspire the people. We have to have a mm-hmm. purpose that we're chasing after that's bigger than us and just money. That usually includes long-term vision, short-term vision, the culture of the organization. That's where we're really driving the culture and the organization. From that, then once we, I feel like as a business owner, we hit these plateaus to our hundred percent. Right, the first plateau mm-hmm. is when we get stuck, and we're all we're the resources. Right, the second plateau is when. We're lacking goals and structure and inspiration. Third plateau really comes in when we want to start letting go. And we hit these ceilings of like lack of systems, lack of process, procedures, policies, lack of good communication skills and KPIs and how to track that kind of thing. And then the last quadrant we usually get stuck in is in that expansion quadrant or the engagement quadrant, right? So we get stuck yeah. there and we're looking at it going, like, how do I engage more? How do I reach a bigger audience? How do I reach my bigger audience? Avatar, my right, target. And so that engagement's the last piece to that 100 percent. If we don't do it right, you've heard the statement before, they grew too fast. Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually not a real thing. It's like you grow wrong. You don't really grow too fast. So like right. And here's what happens a lot of times. people start a business, and they don't identify the time and money and the people, and they start to sell a product, and what they do is they start to making money. And they perceive that as a business, and but it's their time, their money, and they're the person. And then they go straight to engagement. They The world's filled with everybody that wants to be on social media and push their podcasts and all that, which if you earn the right to do it, you have. What we got to be careful is going to engagement before you get the inspiration, the goals, and the systems in place, or then you grow too fast, right? Let people say that because Mm -hmm. you implode. Well, if you do it right and you go in that order and we call that rising to your 100%, right? Like going from resources and systems and engagement, that engagement being the last critical piece to hitting your 100%. And that way, when you're engaging with your customer, you're ready to fulfill, right? And then more Mm -hmm. importantly, you're not toppled with all the weight of the business falling down on you because you've done it properly, right? If you've got the right people in place. And so that's the kind of thing. One of the things is I wanted to spell with, um, a lot of the operating systems that are out there was a lot of these cliche statements, like right people, right seat. How do we even measure that to some degree? Right. There's tools, mm-hmm. right. But like, what does a right seat look like even? Right. And then there's been uh, other programs out there that ask questions around it, but I wanted a tangible, objective way to review it. And so the way I looked at it was there is four things that are really important. That is the person's heart. Right. When you put somebody in a seat, do they desire to want to be there? The second thing is their mind, right? Like, do they have the mind or the behavioral traits to sit there? And that's where you use the bring in like a predictive index. We're looking at the cognitive and behavioral traits. Then there's the hands, right? The skills of the person. What is their experience from the past, right? What do they have? What are they good at? And then last is the feet, which is the mobility, their ability to grow with your organization. Are they limited in any way, right? So I've actually created four assessments that have allowed us to measure each one of those areas, desire with questions. Mm -hmm. Second one, behavioral, PI, that's in place already. Mm -hmm. But number three, a skills assessment. What is the right questions to ask when you're evaluating somebody's ability to have the right skills? And then the last is like that mobility, like the right assessment of looking at can they grow with the organization. Mm -hmm. Now, why is that important? Because when we, we define right seat, we're looking at two components. We're looking at do they have the potential? And do they have the performance, right? Mm-hmm. Potential is in the area of cognitive and behavior and mobility, their potential to grow and their potential to not have to modify to do the job, where the performance comes from desire and skills, yeah. right? And so I, I wanted to figure out a way, a tangible way, and we've done that to measure if somebody's a high potential and a high performer. Right. Yes. And so in the resources area, that's what I wanted to do. We also brought in with this, the ability to in the performa area is we brought in the ability to look at finances properly. What is your performa? Look at what is your budgets? What is your P&L? Mm-hmm. What are your variance reports? So like we feel when writing this operating system, we felt it was critical to bring that component in early on. Right. Not wait until yeah. you are established. And now what happens is you want to expand, you want to grow your business, and so you don't have the money and the resources to do it. Right. And so that's resources great. have to capitalize on. We help you develop a, a performa, a, B, a PL, a budget, and a variance report so you're managing your finances properly. I'll help you forecast that. So that's what we do in resources. Inspiration is key as well. Culture for me is one of the things that has been the most elusive. Like, how do we create a culture? Mm-hmm. And so like I found that after doing this as many years as I have, that culture comes from somewhere. It comes from value alignment. So we've got to have core values. It comes from purpose alignment. And right now, the millennials group is made up in the workforce of 52%. So purpose matters to people right now. And more yeah. importantly, their purpose align with yours. Can they see how their purpose is fulfilled by helping the company achieve its purpose? All right? So we have value exactly. alignment. We have purpose alignment. Then we have goal alignment, long-term goals and short-term goals, right? So yeah. if we can get people aligned in those four areas with the company, we'll create a great culture, right? And that that's transcends right. business. Your personal life, man, you gotta have. I said this when you're marriage, you better have alignment and values, you better have alignment and purpose, and you better have alignment goals, long term and short term, or you're not gonna be okay. Your relationship's right. gonna suffer. And any relationship that's ever ended is because one of those changed. Mm-hmm. great leaders will look at it and go, I love them. I love that person. Right. And you might separate and go different ways. I've had partners over the years. One of the person I admire very much is Eddie Wilson. Right. I love the guy. And just because you grow apart in values, purpose or goals doesn't mean that you don't care about the people. Right. At some point mm-hmm. you respect who they are and you go the route that empowers them to be who they are. Right. And so it's right. important to understand that business is no different. Like our employees at some point, may outgrow our goals. They might out, their purpose might shift. Maybe their values even change. People change. It just happens. Mm-hmm. We'll condemn them for it, but we protect the business, making sure that there's still alignment, right? And when we have alignment, it creates an inspiration, right? And so the yeah. third thing for us, is that systems area, right? And we're, this is the area I think we grew the most. Uh, by the way, in the inspiration, we want to make sure those people are the right people when they align with us. And so, just like in resources, we created another assessment that allows us to evaluate: do they we trust them as a person, right? And do Mm -hmm. they align with, right? And trusting them as a person is like we trust that because their core values, right, and because their purpose line. But then, goal alignment becomes very important, and so does position alignment. Or you know, when you when you get married, you have these ground rules of like what you're going to do for your spouse and what your spouse is going to do for you, right? There's Mm -hmm. like, whether you talk about it or not, right? Like me and my wife, like who's going to do the dishes? Who takes out the trash? Like we all carry our own weight, but at some point there's an understanding of Mm -hmm. what role you're going to play. And so that alignment is really important, but we've measured that. We've kind of figured out a way, a tool that actually measures trust and alignment in those areas. And then Uh like I said, we jump over systems. Then what it does is it helps us to measure the process, the procedures, and the policy so we can start to let go. Yeah. And in this, one of the things we do is we're evaluating we've created an assessment tool here that measures whether or not the process, procedures, and policy bring value to our customer and are essential to our business. So hmm. same thing, nine box chart where we're looking at does it bring value to the customer? Each step in the process, procedures, and policies along does is it essential to our business? And anything that's not high value, high essential, we need to eliminate. We need to cut back on. If it's right. low value high essential, then we need to automate it, right? Mm -hmm. And so anything that is high value, high essential, then I want a high potential, high performing person that's high trust and high alignment doing that process. So we start to now overlay each one of these assessments to see where we're really driving with right people, right seat, and the right process. Does that make sense? Awesome.
0: Totally makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then the last next thing we do with systems is we've brought in a measurement of four types of KPIs. Uh, The first KPI is your key purpose indicator. So we're measuring purpose. And then we also bring in the key profit indicator. We brought in the key performance indicator and the key process indicator. Right. And so that's something we've done a little differently in ours as well. And then last but not least, the engagement. Right. We're looking at making sure that we have the right branding. The right marketing, the right advertising channels that, that lead to sales and what those sales look like. And so our curriculum is written away in four parts. There's four days to our curriculum of driving home resource day, inspiration day, systems day, and engagement day to make sure we're maximizing the business's potential
0: to its 100%. I love it. I wish you were around when I first launched Money Ripples rather than when I relaunched the purpose behind it, right? But I mean, that's the thing. I'll tell you from my own experience, and you know this, of course, but when we hired Danielle, who was our chief marketing officer, yeah. as well as our integrator in the, in the company, man, could not have been a better heaven sent and somebody that really we see long term in our company. And that's large part because you guys helped align that and helped me get through 200 plus applicants to narrow down to just the top, the few, the proud. And with her, we knew right away, like you're it, like you're the fit. And it's been awesome ever since. So I mean, that's all due to you to and your company. You. I mean, it's, Great organization. Did your
1: Talent help you hire them? Help you hire? Yeah, them you actually did. Work? Okay, she's amazing. She is. She really is. And I know I'm yeah. saying that because her Talent hired her. I'm saying that because, like, the interactions with her at CG and other places, she is very much a huge talent to your organization. I really, really
0: like her. I think she's phenomenal. Still blows my mind that she was born when I graduated right, high school, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, she's incredible. She's a great talent. So yeah, again, thank you to your company and your organization for helping us find her. Really am grateful for that. That's, that's, so, great. that's great. If people want to get to know more about what you offer or how you guys work and operate, what's the best way that people can find you?
1: Sharperbusiness.com is our website. And that takes you in. The way we approach things is We start every engagement with somebody doing a business, a free business assessment. And so we have a lot of, we talked about earlier, a lot of different sharper components and businesses. And what we're looking to do is not confuse our audience at all with what that is. We want to bring in one people through one portal, do an assessment, and then build a plan, utilizing all those resources and and businesses to give you a comprehensive solution so you don't feel the pain of like jumping from one to the other. And so it's a total one-stop shop solution for business needs. But it takes in consideration that we don't want to create confusion for you. So we do it in a way that mitigates that.
0: Wonderful. Yeah, definitely. We'll put that in the show notes so everybody can check it out. Anybody who's a business owner, I really encourage you guys to check out Sharper Stuff. It's for me, it was revolutionary in our business. And I've been multiple business coaches and consultants, but I'm telling you, like the system that they've got going is fantastic. So from my own personal experience, I know that they're amazing. So I definitely go check them out. Gary, appreciate your time today. And I mean, obviously, we can never talk enough about this stuff, but definitely, thank you for being on so much. Thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate your time. And the rest of you guys, hey, this is the big thing. It's like you guys can be visionaries about your own financial future and the things in your lives, or you can innovate as well. And I'm telling you, the innovators are the ones that are the winners, especially in times like these. And you can either try to be the innovator, or if you're not the innovator, always find support there. And so, again, it's always great to have that community around you find that support, find those people that help you the best so that you can maneuver and be able to make the best of what's going on right now. Because despite all the fear in the news and all the worries, the truth is, is that there's better opportunity than there's ever been before. The question is, will you take the opportunity to act? Will you be a listener of the word or will you be a doer as well? Guys, go and make it a wonderful and prosperous week and we'll see you later.